um, essential pleasure can be a strong word, uh, but uh, in, in our term, in our terminology, uh, we have a sukha vedana and dukkha vedana, present feeling and unpleasant ones. And uh, the word without questioning, uh, looking for sukha vedana and reduce or try not to have any of the dukkha vedana. Uh, for instance, the advertisement, um, most, uh, many of them, or most of them, you know, food, how tasty it is, and uh, something to do with beauty, cosmetics, how beautiful, how young you look, and uh, mm, the rest maybe to do with money itself or something to do with health. Um, but just like a, uh, to have more uh, enjoyable experiences or sukha vedana, present feelings, and uh, try to reduce or even not to have any dukkha vedana, unpleasant feelings. Um, with the attitude of not questioning about it, as if this is the meaning of life, uh, as if this is how it should be. And then uh, we may call it as a development. When there's anything inconvenient, we find it something wrong. When there's some dukkha vedana, well, how we cannot have. So we need to improve this. This should be in this way. Yeah, so from the personal level to, uh, to, to the level of society, not just uh, recent, uh, recently happening, but I guess throughout the history, possibly uh, at least this modern age, uh, this is what the, the human society uh, has been aiming to have more sukha vedana and uh, not dukkha vedana. And um, as we live in a monastery, this is already something, it's not right. What I want to say is in the monastery, we have very different perspective idea to the experiences. But uh, once we out of this place or this kind of environment, uh, unquestioned uh, way of relating to the world is, yes, how can we have more and the more and the more something nice, something agreeable? And why do we have to this inconvenience I don't like? How can we get rid of it? How can we run away? How can we improve it? This way of uh, coping with the situation and seeing the situation. And uh, again, if, if we uh, live in this way, in this, like in the monastery, long enough, we know 
this doesn't work. Actually, that attitude is very painful. And uh, if you can imagine, if our happiness uh, or if our the the value of life is based on how much uh, present feeling we have, how much we have sukha vedana. This is. Is it leading to peace? Um, this is the way we tend, we would think, we mean the, the people living in a monastery, but probably they do not have that perspective. And simply, again, the, the equation or the, the two, 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 two extremes between Sukha Vedana and Dukkha Vedana. And um, we can imagine this, this way of living a life. Yes, maybe the society has been, quote-unquote, developing and things become more and more convenient. I don't deny it, or actually I also appreciate that. But because, uh, not because, but if we just to see things only the context uh, context of Sukha Vedana and Dukkha Vedana. Um, is it safe? And as we know, everything changes. Or if you have present sensation, we want to have more, we don't want to lose it. Yeah. So the uh, fight conflict might happen because of that, or worry, not losing it, or people often talk about a sense of uh, insecurity, although the, the world is having a more and more abundant of material wealth, at least to some part of the world. And then also social system try to develop all kinds of uh, 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 social uh, system to to protect our life, bring a security to our life, and yet uh, I think here in the West and also in Japan too, the the feeling or sense of insecurity is in fact more. In the, in the context I'm talking, I can see because if we we simply rely on present feelings, agreeable, agreeable situations, then we know that even without the teaching, we know that is not guaranteed. So apparently if we rely on things, it's things that is not, let's say, permanent, and we know this is not a safe place. So whether we are aware or not, but this is how we would feel insecure. Also, uh, we can become impatient too. Doesn't have to be. We do not have to be. So, but we are so used to to the idea of we should have convenience. We should not 
if we have something uh, disagreeable that is wrong, we have to improve, we have to uh, solve. So, so somehow my, my observation is we may be getting weaker, another word, uh, the capacity or strength is not necessary uh, with us. Although, I repeat, the material wealth, convenience and other th- external situation is supposed to bring us what we call happiness. But when, when we look at our inner or internal being, honestly, is it the case? So uh, when I reflect on this um, sensual pleasure or uh, just unquestioned attitude towards Sukha Vedana as uh, the, uh, the base, uh, basis for judging our life, if we have more Sukha Vedana, my life is good. My life is so miserable because we have so many Dukkha Vedana. Yes, simple, clear, but is this only the way? And um, just right now, uh, the lay community here had the opportunity to take eight precepts. And um, well, yes, five precepts is uh, uh, about uh, essential moral aspect of each human being, how can we be responsible to our life, ourselves, and then people around. But the eighth precept is how I summarize this precept of renunciation. For instance, having a meal, uh, something, uh, food in the evening, is it morally wrong, ethically wrong? Of course not, as far as you get in a uh, right means. But uh, this is the precept of renunciation. We can learn how to relate to Sukha Vedana and Dukkha Vedana in a different way. So maybe when we are hungry, yes, we, we eat so that we reduce or we get rid of Dukkha Vedana. This is the usual way of how we function or we want to enjoy this, we want to have more tasty things. That's how we, and it is okay to do this within a moral boundary, but uh, uh, eight precept or the, the precept of renunciation is uh, allowing ourselves to le- uh, learn there is another way to relate to Sukha Vedana or Dukkha Vedana. Different way to call, uh, say it is, this is just I thought is, we require patience here instead of, yes, I am hungry, I have it, I don't like it, I get, uh, I run away, or I like it, I have more. But this uh, precept of renunciation uh, gives us opportunity to be with the situation in a patient way and to learn to relate it in a different way. Sukha Vedana or Dukkha Vedana itself 
is not everything. We can have different relation to them. Uh, you know, I said the patience uh, is required here. Uh, I often talk about you know, Wada Patimoka, important lines, Nippanam Paraman, Kanti Paramanta Potitika, Nippanam Paraman, which means Kanti, uh, patience, endurance are supreme endeavor, and Nippana uh, is at most something like this. So, Buddha. I, have, I say, of course he talks about the Nibbana, but also he talks about the patience as a, the, the supreme endeavor, important practice. And this is, uh, by being patient, uh, it allows us to relate the situation in a different way from the one we just simply follow our uh, condition, conditioning or something we never doubt, we never question, to different way to relate the situation. In this case, uh, when there is a Dukkha Vedana, when there is a Sukkha Vedana, yes, to be aware is possible. Then by doing this, actually, we gain um, strength or capacity we can imagine if somebody uh, just think my, the, 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 the meaning of life is how much happiness, uh, vedana I have, or present experience I have that I don't like, dukkha uh, vedana or unpleasant things at all. To, we can imagine, do we want to have this kind of person as your friend, do our friend? So uh, by uh, mm, so this uh, precept of renunciation is it's not just because this is a monastery people do I have to do or yeah, it is just limiting to me, but it has significant meaning uh, to, for us to actually learn the strength by developing awareness around the situation instead of being lost in certain conditioning. And this certain condition is tricky one because not only ours, but everybody else has probably share the same tendency, so we reinforce each other. But once we come to the monastery, once we ordain living in the monastery, we start learn very much different way to uh, relate to each moment. And so uh, I said in Japan, well, I used the word sensual pleasure, but this sukha uh, vedana, almost like unquestioned, uh, 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 que unquestioned attitude toward the Sukha Vedana. And the other thing uh, I notice, I'm not, everybody 
experience the same, but uh, strong independence on smartphones. You know, almost we can say use the word addiction. Like um, uh, yeah, in Japan, public transport is very well developed, so I use very regularly. And uh, let's and what I some, quite often I study the passengers, and out of ten, about eight very quiet but completely engaged in their with their smartphones and maybe one out of ten reading some books and then the last one out of ten is sleeping you know um, and this uh, smartphones Yeah, it's, uh, I only recently heard even some young people, it, this is a complaint from others, but some young people, they uh, use smartphone in a cinema as well. You know, when you see the film, about two hours, you come here, pay money to watch film, about two hours or three hours, depend. And in the middle, he or she or they cannot help looking at their uh, uh, smartphones. They say, of course, I use it in a silent mode. I don't create any noise. And maybe I use the dim screen, dimmed screen. But in the two hours, and why do you have to do this? You, I, even, I know the story, and when there's some uh, the quiet scenes, I, I can do the both, no problem. Still, I can follow the stories. Or uh, two hours is too long. I have to check my social account. Um, I don't mean everybody is doing like this, but about this degree of... Uh, uh, possibly addiction is the right word. I'm heavily dependent on certain uh, device, um, device or the world of internet. And um, also, uh, my impression, my experience when I gave uh, uh, some talks, and uh, there, sometimes they make a note. Um, here we don't do this, but people make notes. I, I didn't prohibit it. I could see they, they like to focus on what's been said and they want to make some a note. Okay, that's fine. But then I noticed some people even start using uh, mobiles. I don't think they're doing something else. I hope, but probably from the, the, the culture from somewhere else too. So when, when they find something, well, maybe I say some word new to them or unclear, maybe they, they want to check. Hmm. Yes, I can understand, but I didn't 
particularly like it. You know, when we uh, when we have a retreat in in a retreat center, our usual standard is yes, stop using a mobile. And of course, frustration comes, or you know, the drive to I want to know. You know, the one of the thing, the reason we use smartphones is uh, to know well. One aspect is to communicate, and the other one, another one is to entertain, but also another one is to find the answer. Oh, I don't know this word. Oh, what's that? Where is it? You know, it, it, it gives us an immediate answer. But in a retreat center, it is not available. And I would say, this is also very good because when you do not know what's happening with us is again this unpleasant uh, feeling. So you, you don't like it. So in order to uh, 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 get rid of it, you want to find the answer. You know, I want to know. I should know. So that to to have the answer or to have the word, to have the information, to have the data becomes unquestioned way of living. Yes, we the information we are getting more and more, as if we are going to know everything about everything. It's not enough. Faster, everywhere. But I can see also, again here, people become impatient. People cannot wait. And also, uh, this is to do with, um, yeah, I used about the information. So something like a, almost like a, Don't find the good word. So the inf- total reliance. I, I, if I don't use a strong word, worship. Total reliance on what we call data, word, information. And in a uh, Buddhist way of looking at it, or Buddha's way of looking at this, this is uh, simply sanya kanda. You know, five kandas, rupa, vedana, sanya, sankara, vijnana. Sanya, usually translated as a perception, but it uh, uh, covers like a word, ideas, names, memories, these things. So most of the information itself goes under the category of sanya. And we know sanya is also anicca, dukkha, anatta. The things of relativity, and yes, we can make best good use of it, but it is not everything. And actually, we know we if we become attached to uh, it is a suffering, or another word, we can become a slave to the information and question, yes, the more we know, 
the more clever and the better in that way. So, like in a retreat center, not use the mobile phone to stay with the, uh, the maybe unpleasant sensation I do not know. Just like uh, staying with unpleasant sensation itself, then we start to know different kind of peace, different kind to relate uh, the, the situation. This is how we can regain the strength. But instead, we just follow the drive, I have to find it, I have to go there, I should have it. Actually, world can support that. Mobile is help in helping that. But maybe we're getting weaker, we're losing the strength. And um, also, when I think of this uh, world of uh, uh, IT, IT's, um, it's getting more and more challenged to human human race. Uh, last few years, I occasionally come, came across with, uh, I would say, maybe interesting aspect of uh, uh, recent development, latest development. And um, the computers are getting faster and faster, and it can do far more things that I would, uh, we would have imagined in the past. And uh, I'm sure almost everybody knows, quite some time ago, the uh, AI, artificial intelligence, uh, beat uh, the world chess champion. And this is quite some time ago. And uh, recently, you know, the Chinese chess we call Go, uh, Ego. It is a bit more complicated and more like a possibly difficult for AI to uh, work. But this ego champion also was beaten by AI about two years ago. You know, this, this is uh, one aspect, but getting more and more. And um, like, uh, I can give some ex ex uh, examples. Uh, yes. Uh, it can, uh, it means computer, can now uh, write some essays. Pretty soon, or already by now, it can write uh, essays the level of junior high school students, you know, age 12, 13, 14. And then in Sometime soon, it may be able to write a novel that maybe 
earn some reward. What I'm saying is, because computer is getting faster and faster and can uh, cope with uh, many information, it can become more clever than human brain, human intelligence, where it is coming closer and closer. Like uh, uh, another example is one Japanese young woman, she got a, let's say, good job in a big bank there, so after graduation from the university. So usually this would be a happy story. Yes, now I am following career as I dream, something like this. But soon she had to realize, wait a second, very soon what I am going to work for will be managed by IT, uh, AI, artificial intelligence. It's not like a simple curriculum, anything like this, proper marketing or other more complicated, comprehensive job, but uh, those kind of things can be managed by AI. So maybe I won't be needed in this bank sometime in the near future. So this is not a safe place, you have to realize. So, or other example, it's not only the bad side, but like a medical field. You know, in the past, many things are just a human endeavor, but now in order to find a new medicine, because there are so many information and a mega computer that can have huge amount of data and then they can calculate so fast, so the computer can suggest the possibility of new medicine. This is if human brain, even if many people work, they never get to find a good suggestion as, as so quickly as uh, the computers can do. Or analysis, you know, we have a, a diagnosis, a CT or those kind of things, but even a different kind of uh, examination. But now the AI is under development to see even AI can uh, uh, diagnose or, okay, maybe there is a just earlier stage of uh, cancer. It was before, well, until now, this is a uh, radiologist or doctor's uh, particular work to find, not to miss, but it is coming. So what I'm going to say is our intelligence, we like to believe this is the best part of a human being, but may not be special to human being anymore. I can continue one more example. Uh, I had one program in a smartphone appli appli application, and uh, it can have a dialogue with you. And this, and now, yes, the computer, the program can learn. It's not like a, uh, we program a certain way and then the, the program just to follow what we program. But actually, AI itself, the program, can learn. 
So what I want to say is uh, this example, um, this program, suppose uh, when I when I want to talk to somebody, I talk to this device, uh, I am tired, let's say I say this. So the device says, oh, what's happened? Okay. Yeah, today the meeting was too long. Oh, I see. That kind of conversation. But also because the, mach uh, the device can learn how to respond to my needs, feelings, so, oh yes, really, or sometimes, or maybe you need the rest, or, oh, that's horrible, that kind of things. And as if you, you have a, somebody to listen to you. And well, well, you think, or I thought, yeah, this is of course different from human being. I'm not, you never, you know, uh, 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 satisfied with the device. Of course, human friend, be be the best. I still think so, <laughs> but uh, in that particular program, I what I was watching on the TV, uh, there was a one uh, uh, writer, Japanese lady. She's still in her late twenties or thirties. She's getting well known. I do not know her at all, but seems she's getting well known. And she said, actually, I use it. And I like it. It's not like a playful way, but what she says is, you know, if, it, if I am relying on human being, of course there's a limitation of time, or I have to think, or other people become irritated. So limited access, but this device, you know, we do not have to worry. Anytime she or he will listen to me and just gives me a right amount of support, I'm enjoying it. Oh. So even not just the intelligence, intelligent part, but what we call emotional part can be covered by it too. Hmm. So, uh, you know, this is what what what's been uh, said, been said recently. You know, industrialization about hundred fifty years ago. So that was to free human being from hard physical labor, so that we have more freedom and so forth. Partially true, but partially it made more problem to the society. That's different argument. I, I'm not for it tonight, but at least, okay, maybe physical part, hard work, difficult work, you know, or, or dangerous work, the machine or machineries can do it for the human being. Yes, right. And then we think the the dignity of human existence is in our intelligence, right? Physical labor, maybe we do not have to worry. And we focus on this, what the most developed part of uh, uh, this species, homo sapiens, intelligence. 
I thought so. Probably people thought so. But now this AI is developing more and more and more. You know, the computers, uh, uh, now mega computer, and the recent, I think this year, uh, Google experimented to have uh, the, the, the proof that there's a quantum computer. It's not any more theoretical thing, but it is coming. So it means that the speed of calculation is exponentially getting faster and faster. So mega computers to uh, quantum computer and so forth. So the result is that the computer can uh, uh, work faster than human being, of course, but also can learn, can self-learn, so it develops itself. So now it's already covering certain aspect of human, we call intelligence, and it is getting more and more. So if you are familiar with this uh, uh, field, uh, the word singularity is a big question. Uh, my chief way of uh, describing the singularity is almost like a uh, the AI to go beyond the human intelligence. Probably it's not accurate enough, but something. So when you think of it, some people think it as, okay, another development, it will bring more happiness to the human race, maybe, but at least it reflects, it helps me or, or makes me to reflect on what is human dignity, what's the really importance of human being if intelligence is going to be taken over by AI. I hope I'm making myself clear enough. <laughs> So the question is, where, where is a human dignity or integrity can, can be found now? <laughs> That's why meditation is important, suddenly. <laughs> uh, I'm, I tend to make things very well oversimplify. So, uh, if you are expert in this area, you may argue in this way, that way. But just this is how I want to see it. Um, the computer, what computer does, or even what development in the society we think is getting more and more faster and faster, or more complicated. You know, this is exactly how sansara functions. More, faster. And meditation is something totally different. My own, sorry, again, my own uh, way of saying it is, if computer is going to be uh, or, or, uh, to do more, just simplify, of the multiply in terms of amount, in terms of speed, 
yes, possibly human being cannot compete with. But meditation is not about more or less or higher or lower. It's totally different way. Or uh, about ten days ago, Lumpopasano was uh, here and he was living, and, and then in the evening we took leave, and he he gave us very short reflection, short some words, and what he said to you, uh, something like, uh, "Do come back." Uh, he didn't say. He had a come. Notice that. And this is how I remember, probably not accurate, but uh, come back to the essential of the life here, simple part, and uh, the life as a samana, the samana who sees the danger of sansara, another word, the danger of becoming. Very uh, concise word, but this is very... Uh, uh, helpful reflection to me and this is exactly how we need to remember where we stand what the samana means what the meditation means what this monos uh, the, the, the monastery means in relation to the world that continuously and more and more uh, increasing and more complicating. This is the nature of the world. And if the world goes this way, what? how can we cope with it? Or how can we find a safe place? And when I said meditation, is the really how to relate to the sansara. So when I say this, I'm not dismissing the hard work on in the monastery too or outside the monastery too. We have to work. We have to solve problems. We have, a, for, for instance, here we have a duties. We have a project to, 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 to take care and so forth. But uh, we should not forget this part. You know, what is samana? This is really important and a unique uh, way to relate to the world of sansara, world of becoming. And same thing, I think, can be said about a practice too. I said meditation, but meditation can be done the way just uh, in a sansara, Another word is becoming a meditation. Um, Achan Amaro quoted a few times as a Rumpocha's word, you know, Samana life is no future. Well, in a worldly context, this is a very frightening or unpleasant statement, you know, no future, but this is also pointing at the, uh, of, uh, you see, the way non-becoming, the other way, the, the way uh, world of becoming 
is applied to our practice, or what we call meditation, what it is. I practice so that the future I will be better, something like this, or maybe I sit one hour so that I will have a peaceful mind. I practice three years, then I will maybe enlightened or I will be free from defilement. But this is a really the typical way of becoming dualistic thinking. I do not have this future, I have this. So we just uh, give uh, scores uh, to limit this present moment. I, oh, I am, I am like this. Yes, maybe future I have more. So this is the way we draw our being to the world of becoming. So it's not just about how to live in the world, what kind of profession we have, but even this, or what kind of project we do, but even that the meditation itself, what we call meditation itself, can be done in a way uh, becoming is unquestioned. You know, I want to try, I want to get this, I need to get rid of this. You know, two months time I'll be this in a twenty or in one hour time I'll be this. Is this the way Samana's way to relate to the moment? So uh uh, going back to how to relate to the world, you know, the world of getting more and more complicated. This is just the nature of the world. Some aspect is good, some part is uh, challenging, some part is very, very tricky, but it, it, it may be getting the, 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 even the stage of uh, what is human existence, what is human intelligence. Then I said, Yes, meditation has totally different value. That's why we need to come back here. Or actually the way of the life, how samana is pointing at, you know. If our life is based on only idea of becoming, this world of samsara, success and failure, gain and loss, I made it, I cannot, she can, I cannot, and so forth. Fighting, disappointment, temporary happiness, and so forth. Fortunately, it is not everything. And yet significantly, totally different thing is the meditation, is the way our samana life is ordered, it's monastery. And it's not necessarily uh, uh, we monks and nuns can only do this, but this is talking about the practitioner. Even the, the lay people practice meditation, but we need to think, what is meditation? Whether our meditation is the meditation of becoming, lost in the world of samsara, or becoming just following the same tendency without questioning, or true meditation really regaining the most unique part of human uh, existence. When we learn 
like Rumpo Smedo's teaching, silence or awareness, what are they pointing at? How I understand is this is really the uh, uh, important part. You know, it's 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 essentially different, and because of this, we are safe. Or at, at least personally, if we do not know the meditation, if we do not know the teaching, how can we survive? How can I feel safe? This, this world of samsara. And then it is getting more and more challenging. And if, even we do not know how to do it. It is, looks like a, a dead end. But... Uh, by recognizing the possibility or the place of non-becoming, that offers us perfect perspective to the sansara. It's not like a denial of sansara or denial of human endeavor throughout the, from the past to now to future or the life here. We try our best to make our uh, life, both in individual level or communal level, maybe sometimes suffering more complicated, sometimes smooth. But if we do not have, or if we are not aware of that uh, 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 perspective, it's not safe. But fortunately, we know the teaching. And this is how I like to see the meditation. So, um, mm, just one more thing. Uh, if AI is capable of multiplying, increasing this and that, more detailed, more defined, or more in number, and so forth. I think that this may be okay. Human brain or human intelligence may not uh, be safe or not, I say, may, may not be able to compete with. But uh, if it goes more and more and more, our meditation, <clears throat> I said, it is totally different way to relate to the world. Um, I plan not to. I planned not to mention this word, but uh, I can't help. Uh, recently, when I uh, lead a meditation retreat or giving a dhamma talks, I often uh, use the word "doing nothing." 
doing nothing. And this is how I see the meditation. And this becomes another topic, but uh, what I want to say for now is uh, it is opposite, or it is opposed to the way do, do, doing, doing, you know. Doing is exactly how the samsara or the world functions. Do, do, or doing. But I said totally different way to relate to the world. It's not like doing more or doing less, but actually non-doing. And this is what, again, I, I like to think, what Wenrunpo Sumedo talks about awareness or silence. Uh, this a key concept. Okay, I stop here now. Mm-hmm.